and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one spirited page of Talmud a day. On today's page, Aruvin 17, we read about a camp going to war. With regard to a military camp that goes out to wage an optional war, it is permitted for the soldiers to steal dry wood. Rabbi Yehuda ben Teima says they may also encamp in any location, even if they damage the field in which they are encamped. All this thought, it's a really interesting discussion about what is and is not permitted once you're waging war. And of course, these days we're thankful and grateful to live in a country where, where the wars that we wage, so to speak, happen and hopefully will continue to happen in the sort of metaphorical ideological level. Uh, the political climate has never been more fractious. And thinking about this, about partisanship, about camps fighting each other, I have the privilege of welcoming my next guest, who's just written a very thoughtful and, dare I say, slightly controversial, I think, letter about this. Hello, Rabbi Avi Shafran, Director of Communications for Agudath Israel of America. Hi, Leo. How are you? I'm doing very well. I want to read a few lines from this letter that you wrote that speaks, I think, in large part about this topic. The headline is, Sinai, not Washington. First of all, you start by saying, no party platform can substitute for our Messorah, for our tradition, for our heritage, for our faith. Here's how the letter starts. As a community, we ought to clearly and proudly stand up for the Torah's stance on societal issues, embracing a worldview that identifies with no party or political orientation. Our interests may dovetail with a particular party or politician in one or another situation, but our values must remain those of Sinai, not Washington. Tell me a little bit about what spurred you to write this letter. Well, first of all, let me just correct you that it wasn't I who wrote the letter. I participated in the letter's writing, but it was uh, engendered by um, Eitan Kobe, who is a columnist for Mishpacha magazine. And it's signed by um, a very eclectic group of people, including Rabbi Emanuel Feldman, who's the Rabbi Emeritus of the Beth Jacob Congregation in Atlanta, Rabbi Hilo Goldberg of Denver, Colorado, Jeff Jacoby, of course, the uh, columnist of the Boston Globe, Myself, Yosef Rappaport, a Hasidic pundit and a very knowledgeable person, and Dr. Aviva Weisbord, who's a psychologist in Baltimore. So it's really it's a joint letter, and we all participated in its crafting. The thing that impelled us to write this letter, it could have been written really years ago, because things had already started going south uh, regarding what the letter is addressing. But what impelled us to do so now is simply the uh, the sea change and the, the quantum change of attitude of the polarization, basically, of the of the American uh, political uh, punditry and the, the electorate as a whole, and how it seems to have uh, affected and, and guided even Orthodox Jews, who are supposed to somewhat be above this sort of a fray, and has made them become team players like everybody else in the country is. And we're not supposed to be team players. We're supposed to be measured observers of the situation and information and judging things uh, in a uh, objective and uh, fair way. And unfortunately, there's a lot of the opposite of that going on in our community. And we just thought that we wanted to cry out and plead with people to, whoa, get a hold of yourselves. Don't become partisan animals and attackers of the bad party, whichever side you're on, as so many Americans are doing. We just thought we wanted to... Um, stress the fact that we are Jews and we're meant to be different in this way, in, in a good way, and uh, that we should vote as Jews, not as partisans. How is this letter being received in your communities? 
Well, it's being received in two very opposite ways, which, <laughs> which I guess illustrates the whole problem. Right. Um, the, those who read it carefully recognize that um, it says specifically that it's not intended in any way to address anyone's voting choices. We fully understand why someone would want to vote for the Democratic uh, uh, presidential candidate or the Republican one. We have no dog in that race. That's a political decision that people should make based on self-interest for the Jewish community and larger interest of the American society. We're not trying to influence anybody's votes. All we're trying to do is to bring a certain level of civility and Torah focus to how people look at the political scene. So people who are reading it carefully and see that that's the message are extremely enthusiastic. I really was surprised at the number of emails that I received and calls that I received from people who said things like, finally, somebody's saying what I've been thinking all along, and I'm afraid to say it because I know I'll get attacked in shul or I'll get attacked in a mikvah or I'll get attacked on the street if I dare say something like this. And thank you so much for saying it. A lot of calls, a lot of emails like that. I think there's a, a silent minority, at least perhaps even a majority of Orthodox Jews who are fed up with the bullfight that politics has become these days. On the other hand, there are people who read it not carefully and assume simply because we referenced some of the bad behavior among American leaders. And, you know, it's for better or for worse, uh, Mr. Trump has been the, uh, the purveyor of the greatest examples of that. Um, because we were critical of those things, not of any person, but of those that sort of attitude. And we mentioned a whole bunch of things that, that the political players, how hyper-partisan they are and how good character and benevolent governance are devalued and contrition is seen as weakness. And many politicians and media figures, as we wrote, revel in dividing rather than uniting the citizens of our country. So many people read that as, ah, this is another political statement that telling you to vote for Biden, not Trump, which is absolutely ridiculous because the statement specifically says it's not intended for that. And the fact that the examples we used are things that bring to mind in, in these readers' minds uh, the image of, of Donald Trump I guess it's just a fact. It's an unfortunate fact, and it says something about, I guess, Donald Trump, but it says more about the readers. It says that they're seeing things through a political lens, a partisan political lens. That is not our intent, and we fully understand if somebody feels that Donald Trump is good for Israel, good for America, whether we agree or not is not the point. The point is that people should vote their consciences. But when they vote, they should vote with a certain awareness of the fact that they're not hero-worshipping. They're not becoming fanboys of any candidate. They're making a reasoned and careful decision. And as one great rabbi put it, you should vote for, he said, a certain candidate, I won't say which one, while holding your nose. The holding the nose is very important. The voting for the candidate is important, obviously, but so is the holding the nose. And too many Orthodox Jews, like other Americans, are voting not just not holding their nose when they should be, but voting as fanboys, voting as, as, as uh, acolytes, voting as, as hero worshippers, and that is not a Jewish attitude. So let me ask you this. I'm assuming that some of our listeners who don't pay regular attention to the Orthodox community are going to be a little bit surprised and then come to you, Rabbi, for guidance and say, okay, well, can we too learn from this, even if we don't hold or observe the commandments of the Torah in full? What should we as non-Orthodox Jews learn from this letter? How could we also repair, shall we say, our attitudes towards hyper-partisan being in America in 2020? 
Well, let me start by saying that I don't um, acknowledge any difference among Jews. There's no different kinds of Jews. All Jews are good. Nor, nor do I. Can never be repeated enough. No, no one who calls himself an Orthodox Jew is a perfect Orthodox Jew. So to me, all Jews are simply imperfect Orthodox Jews, whether they, whether they acknowledge that or not. <laughs> it's like the famous um, physicist I.I. Rabi said that when people ask me what my religion is, I tell them I'm a Hebrew in the sense that that's the religion that I am, even if I don't practice it. So, I, you know, to the degree that you practice something, is it's always going to be imperfect, and all Jews are bound by what the Torah says, whether they want to be or not, or whether they think they are or not. And I would give no more advice to any Jew who's on one end of the observant spectrum than I would give to the Jews on the other end of the observant spectrum. This has nothing to do with how observant you are. This is a concept that lies at the essence of what Judaism stands for, which is being reasoned and being being careful and watching one's speech and, and um, being committed only to ideals. The Torah's ideals are the ones that Jews are supposed to be committed to. But the ideals that we're committed to should not allow us to become sports players in the arena that, that passes for American politics today. How can people practically do this? Very simple. Don't click on, on the websites that are um, hyper-partisan, and don't absorb that sort of, especially the, the, the insults and, the, and the, uh, the demonization of those with whom the writer disagrees. Those are not the places to get one's direction. One should try to find, and it's very hard, I admit that, but one should try to find as objective sources as possible, or at least avoid the ones that are, that are radically partisan and radically divisive, and try to just judge facts on their own, and to do so without rancor, and also, most important, without vilifying others. Because that's really the thing that's most offensive, is the, is the fact that uh, they call this uh, negative partisanship, that the only way you can be a good Democrat is to hate the Republican Party, or the only, only way you can be a good Republican is to hate the, the Dems. And, you know, talk radio, <laughs> live on this. And uh, on the other end of the spectrum, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of fault to be laid on, on those doorsteps, too. There is too much rancor, too much de demonization, and too much partisanship when the future of the United States and the future of the Jewish people is very caught up in, in how we approach politics. No Jew should be perceived as being on one or another side of the partisan divide. We should be seen as promoters of particular positions, and there, there might be Jews who have different points of view. I uh, unabashedly would promote what people call the orthodox view, which is the view that's based on halacha or, or Jewish religious uh, law. But um, whatever it is, it should be ideals that we are promoting, not people that we are demonizing. Rabbi Shafran, amen to that. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.